Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is Podcast 330. Today, I'm going to take just this podcast to share with you about the Hebrew divisions of the Bible. Now, we are looking at the Greek divisions of the Bible as we look at our own English Bibles and the way that the Bible has been sectioned off as I've been sharing with you in podcasts 328 and 329. And tomorrow I'm going to begin in podcast 331 to begin to break down the sectioning of the 39 books of our present English Bibles and help you to see how much more easily it is to digest 10 sections rather than 39 books. And remember, I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel and trying to give a new sectioning for the Word of God. All I'm trying to do is give you a tool to help you to understand the Bible better, to be able to teach it in a more effective way. And so I'm not doing anything that's harming the Scriptures here, and we need to understand that the original Hebrew sectioning is not what we have in our English Bibles. Now, that's okay. It does not change the inspiration of the words of the Bible. It's just the way that things are sectioned off. As I've shared with you, the Greek sectioning is what we use in our Bibles, but also remember that most of the prophets and most of the letters, for instance, in the New Testament, they did not have original chapters as we have them today. Those were added in the 13th century and the 16th century just a few hundred years ago, and they're not inspired. They're there to help us to reference things, to be able to study more effectively. And so what I'm doing is much in that same vein. I'm just trying to help you to study and comprehend the Word of God better. Again, not so that we can walk around and say we know the Word of God better than someone else, but so that we can know it, internalize it, and then we can turn around and share it and teach it with others. So that's why I'm doing this, just as a tool to help you to understand the Bible. But I think it's going to be helpful that you are able to contrast and you can download material that will help you to see this graphically and in chart form. I have the structure and divisions of the Old Testament laid out in the English arrangement based on the Septuagint, which is in our Bibles, which I'm teaching you to section off. But I do think it's important that you at least know the Hebrew arrangement that Jesus talked about in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24 and verse 44. That sectioning is different than ours because Malachi is the end of our Bible in as far as the Old Testament, but that's not the case where Second Chronicles is the last book and should be chronologically because it describes everything that went on even after the exile and during the period of Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, and so forth. And so I want to help you with this as we just look at the Hebrew. Hebrew sectioning today and the Hebrew arrangement of what we call the Older Testament. 
And so let's look at the law. It is called the Torah in Hebrew, and it means instruction. Torah does not mean the law. There's more to the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, than just the Ten Commandments and ceremonial law. It is instruction about how we got here, how God designed everything to be, the fall of man, the flood, the new beginning, the call of Abraham, the great covenant that God made with Abraham, and on and on. Those are things that are in even the first book of what the Hebrew Bible calls Breshit. In the Hebrew arrangement, the Torah or the instruction is given as the first five books. Now, Torah is not synonymous with law. We make it that. It contains the law. It has the law of God as given on Mount Sinai, the Ten Commandments, but it also has the ceremonial law, but it also describes and delineates how God created everything and how man fell, the flood story, and how that God made a covenant with Abraham and the line of succession through Isaac and Jacob. All of that is contained in Breshit, the beginning, the first book. That's the name of what we call called Genesis, the book of origins, in Hebrew is called Breshit, the beginning, in the beginning, beginningly. And so you have Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. That's how they are listed in our Bible. And so you have the law. Then you have the prophets. That's the Nebim. You have the former prophets, Joshua, Judges, Samuel, Kings. And then the latter prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and the book of the 12. Now I'll say those to you again, and you can again download this chart so you can see it for yourself at TonyCrisp.org. But let me just say it to you again. So far we've got the law, the Torah, that's Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. And then you have the prophets, and that is the former and the latter prophets. The former prophets are are the books of Joshua, Judges, Samuel, not 1st and 2nd Samuel, it's just one book, and Kings, not 1st and 2nd Kings, just one book. And then the latter prophets are Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and the book of the Twelve. Now, the book of the Twelve is all of what we call the minor prophets rolled into one scroll. That's the book of the Twelve. And so, again, that's the prophets, former prophets, Joshua, Judges, Samuel, and Kings. The latter prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and the book of the Twelve. And then you have the Ketuvim, the writings. And in that, you have have the poetical books, Psalms, Job, and Prophets. That includes all of those that were not in the first of the section called the Prophets. The poetical books, you have Psalms that everyone would recognize, but then you have Job. Now, that's amazing because when you look at Job, you say, well, that doesn't look like poetry to me, but it is a type of Hebrew poetry in the style that it is written. And so that is why it is called Hebrew poetry. So that is part of the poetical books. And then you have the prophets that were not named as in Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel. All of those other prophets would be in there. And so you have five roles or called Megilloth or Megillot, that is the Song of Solomon, Ruth, Lamentations, Ecclesiastes, Esther, and historical books, Daniel, 
Ezra, Nehemiah, and Chronicles. Now, the five roles that are included in the writings, the Song of Solomon is always read at Passover, Ruth at Shavuot, the Feast of Weeks, Lamentations, Jeremiah's great lament over Jerusalem, that is read on the ninth of Av, the ninth of Av, or sometimes instead of A-V, Av, as in Victor, you have A-B, as in boy, the ninth of Ab, and uh, that usually happens sometime around uh, midsummer, like in July, and that is when both temples were destroyed. The first temple that Solomon built was destroyed on the ninth of Ab, 586 years before Jesus walked on the earth, and then you had on the same day. In 70 A.D., on the 9th of Ab, is when Titus destroyed the temple in Jerusalem, the second temple. They were both destroyed on the 9th of Ab, the same day of the same month, hundreds of years apart. And so that is a day of mourning. Ecclesiastes is the book that is read. During the days of Sukkot, of Tabernacles, Esther, during the days or the Feast of And so there are all of these different kinds of books that are read with the various moed, the moedim, the holidays. I don't want to go into that here because we will go through the feast when we come to the book of Leviticus chapter 23, 24, and 25. But I just wanted you to understand that when Jesus talked about the Hebrew division in Luke 24:44, that there was an actual arrangement. And it is different, and it does make a difference because, for instance, in the Gospel of Luke, the Scripture says that when Jesus was speaking, answering a question that had been asked of him, for instance, it says in Luke chapter 11 and verse 45, then one of the lawyers answered and said unto him, unto Jesus, teacher, rabbi, By saying these things, you reproach us also, because Jesus had some um, words for the lawyers and the Pharisees. And he said, Woe to you also, you lawyers, for you load men with burdens hard to bear, and you yourselves do not touch the burdens with one of your fingers. Woe to you, for you build the tombs of the prophets and your fathers kill them. In fact, you bear witness that you approve the deeds of your fathers, for they indeed kill them, and you build their tombs. Now listen to this. Therefore the wisdom of God also said, I will send them prophets and apostles, and some of them they will kill and persecute, that the blood of all the prophets which was shed from the foundation of the world, may be required of this generation. Now listen to verse 51 of Luke 11. From the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who perished between the altar and the temple, yes, I say unto you, it shall be required of this generation. Now that's interesting. Because this is the description of the first and last murder that is recorded in the Bible, that is, in the Old Testament. Well, that's interesting as well, because in the book of Malachi, or any of the book of the Twelve, any of the Twelve Minor Prophets, 
We don't have this recorded. No, it was recorded in the book of Second Chronicles. And in the book of Second Chronicles, we have the story of the killing of the prophet Zechariah, who was slain in the very courtyard of the temple itself between the altar and the temple proper. Well, this happens in the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 24, beginning with verse 17, when it tells the story of Zechariah and his death being stoned to death in the temple proper, in front of the temple, between the doors where you go into the holy place and the very altar itself the altar of sacrifice. Now, the reason I'm telling you that is because the last book in the Hebrew Bible is the book of Chronicles, what we would call the portion that's Second Chronicles. And so what Jesus said is, you have had prophets sent to you as a Jewish people, and you have killed the righteous that has been sent among you. You have persecuted people yourselves. And then he brought up from Abel all the way to Zechariah, from the first murder recorded until the last murder recorded in the Tanakh, in the Old Testament. He, in essence, said from the beginning to the end, everyone that God sent you've tried to kill. And indeed, God's greatest gift and God's greatest message to humanity is the person of the Lord Jesus his son, and sure enough, he was put on the cross as well. Now, again, the reason I'm sharing this podcast is to let you understand that if you don't know the Hebrew division of the Law, the Prophets, and the Writings, the passage I just read and referenced in Luke chapter 11, which references Second Chronicles chapter 24 in our Bibles, then you're not going to have a clue what Jesus is talking about. Now, is that important for your salvation? No. Is it important for you to understand the Bible better? Yes. And so this is why I just took this day to share with you the order of the books that Jesus would have studied in the Tanakh every day of his life. And so what I will be doing starting tomorrow, I will be breaking down the entire order of the books of the Bible, showing you where every book fits in chronologically, and we're going to make our way through the Word of God beginning at the Tanakh, the Older Testament, what we call the Old Testament. I hope this is a blessing to you as you walk on the way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.